90s teen horror. I'm Heather Parry and with me, along with some annoying banging, is my head co-host Kirsty Logan. Annoying banging is my nickname. <laughs> we might have some building works in the background because they're still doing the hospital renovation and will be for the rest of our lives. Sorry about it guys. Yeah, well maybe it'll add some much needed drama to this terrible book. Oh, Yay! No, we. I feel like we're we're hitting a lull in this series because we started we've had out some, quite well. Yeah, we had some. Well, no, we started out with robots dying, so <laughs> started bad, then got better. We've had some great shit, and now we're in a, a boring lull, aren't we? There's because there's good shit, and then there's shit shit. Yeah, and we're. Is this well? I'll get into it. <laughs> tell us about this book, Heather Parry. Oh God, you mean the cover or the whole thing? I'll tell you about the whole thing. Okay. Tell me about the cover. Um, I, the co- the cover is the best thing about it. In my opinion, Do you like, think? yeah, it's a kind of like um, like baby blue, and then like a sort of dark, icy dark blue. What's it called? It's called Double Date. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Double Date. We're by really Sinclair tired Smith. today. Oh god, um, who's got a patchy history? Yes, let's say, um, and yeah, so it's like loads of like ice. Yeah. Is that ice? I think on it's the ice or snow maybe. Yeah, it's kind of a like blue hard packed snow. A blue tinted ice. And um stuck in ice is an open pair of what I'm gonna say are um material cutting shears because I have like almost scissors. Yes, that's the proper name. I have almost the exact same pair which I've stolen from my mum's house thinking I was being really cheeky and be like, I'm gonna take her really good scissors. But then she'd already bought herself like a brand new pair that were much better. So I have them and they're like a th- like thick, heavy, kind of like m- black handled metal. They're really good. Yeah, like ones that your mum has that are really heavy. Yeah. Not like shit ones I've got that are from Ikea. Yeah. And that you don't need because you never, I'm never going to make a dress. I don't you need might. those. I'm not going to. <laughs> Despite getting an A star in my textiles technology where I made a silk dress, me, with beadwork. Can I have one? <laughs> I don't know. If I want a silk dress with beadwork. Why did I make that? Would I have an a? ever worn that? I would wear it. <laughs> Let me. Um... That sounds amazing. Oh yeah, and the tagline. Um, tagline says uh, dating so we're, we're can be deadly. We're sitting two meters apart to to go with the coronavirus <laughs> guidelines, which is why we can't see what what we're holding up for each other. So it says dating can be deadly, mm-hmm. but like double date is kind of like not on a it's not on a spooky font or anything. But it is a nice. I like the colours. It's not like an icy. Icy drippy font. Yeah, I like the I like the blue palette that's going on. Yeah, and the ombre from the white. Yeah, I hate it. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, so I'm gonna read you the must you opening. <laughs> I mean, look how big the font is. It's about font size twenty. I could just read you the whole book. It would take about ten minutes. Okay. <clears throat> Hopefully, this background noise will add to the tension. Oh God. The haunting light of the full moon filtered through the twisted tree branches, making them look like claws reaching into the night sky. Gravestones draped with cobwebs of fog shimmered with an eerie glow. Here and there, unearthly creatures danced, their shadowy forms swaying back and forth. Tracy hugged her arms to her chest and shivered as she watched. I'm getting a bit of Vincent Price again, aren't I? <laughs> a skeleton danced with two ghouls. A vampire waved his cape hy- hypnotically. Wave your cape hypno- hypnotically, Heather. <laughs> well, that was good. That was I... more like bingo wings. Woo! <laughs> they were going. Instead, another creature who had risen from the dead. The light from the paper lanterns that were strung between the trees lit up the faces with a fiery radiance. The graveyard looked so real it was hard to believe she was only standing in a field behind the school. Anyway, it's a Halloween party. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm just going to say right up top, this book's a fucking hot mess. <laughs> it's, it started out really fun, in my opinion, and it really reminded me of that film California with oh, a K. I no, I haven't seen, seen that. that. I used to be obsessed with that film as a teenager. So it's got Brad Pitt and Juliette Lewis as like the sort of dangerous 
bad couple and it's got David Duchovny and Michelle Forbes who I've now realised is my hair icon because she's got this like blunt cut bob with a really really short fringe which has been my haircut for several years now it has and it suits you a lot thanks I really like it like, I, I don't like think Lego many, hair I don't, I don't think many people could pull it off but well, you do she pulls it off a thousand times better than I do and everything I try and do is to basically be a mix of Michelle Forbes in California and Dana Scully. Uh, yeah. That's my dream look. Um, I'm really upset that Gillian Anderson is playing Margaret Thatcher because it does like weird things to me because you're like, ha, ridiculously hot. Um, worst person who's ever lived. I know. Like it, it really pulls me in all kinds of directions. I know, it's it's not okay really. I'm also, not happy stop about it. it. We stop making fucking films about Margaret Thatcher. Gillian, we love you, but just you could just not. Yeah, you, you could, could just, just not, not do that. Please, just don't do that. Um, also, I really, I've just realised that my the the nugget of my confusion the about nougat. that. <laughs> well, I meant like seed, but let's go oh, okay. nougat. <laughs> the spongy surface in which I am confused about nuts. What? Hello, nougat. It's got nuts in it, yeah. Oh, we're so tired. <laughs> we're so tired, pals. <laughs> I just like mainlined a coffee, so maybe I'll perk up in the middle. Okay. Um, Annie will bring us coffees. I I think at some point. Oh my god, I yeah. love her. She might. <laughs> if we cry loudly yeah. enough. Shout up to the window. Coffee, please. So I've always been really confused about that film, which I haven't seen, and the show Californication, which I haven't seen, and I realised it's oh, because yeah. David Duchovny is in both of them. And they've got almost the same title. Yeah, yeah, he is. Okay. So I thought that was like a movie about sex, but that's the film. No, uh, the it's, TV I show. love it. I mean, it's so up my alley. So David Duchovny is this academic who's writing a book about serial killers. And so he and his girlfriend like go on this road trip to visit all these locations where serial killers lived or killed people. And then they happen to give a lift to these two like wasters Ooh. who is... Uh, Brad Pitt looking like really hot but also horrible in that way that really only Brad Pitt can do where he's like gross but you would Mm -hmm. and Juliette Lewis similarly gross but you would I know I really really hate her and I don't think it's her fault I think it's because we're talking about like the really skinny skinny sort of Scientologist right I think she well I think she grew up a Scientologist which is kind of not her fault yeah okay so it is her I'm talking about I don't like her face for some reason but also, I think I don't like it because I watched Natural Born Killers when I was like 16 or 17, and it was like very much the thing I thought I was going to be into. But I find it really awful. In fact, I can't even watch it now. Like, it's so discordant and awful. I'm like, why has it got Robbie Downey Jr. doing like what I think is an Australian? I thought that was the point of it that it was meant to just be like this mishmash of shite all yeah, but shoved I just, together. I don't know. It's like he's going like. You're the shrimp on the barbie in the middle of like some weird <laughs> jail that I don't know. I really jail question. It's like, yeah, I'm, I I feel like I'm supposed to like it, but it's so awful that it makes me feel like really physically anxious. Okay. I also feel the same way about the movie Brazil. Yeah, but that was a famed sort of troubled production, wasn't it? Yeah, and I do really like his filmmaking. And I really like the story and I like what they're trying to do, but the, it's like the way it's shot or something, like the angles on it make me feel so bad and like jittery and awful. Yeah. Is that but really is weird? That not the point of it? Yeah, but I think like so. Brazil but does make me feel nauseated, but I think that's the point of it. I have to sit, I have to turn it off. Not that I enjoy it. Like you, you, you like books like American Psycho where you're like, yeah, the point of it is you get really bored when you're reading it. And I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck is the point of that? I'll I, just read something else. It's not boring. <laughs> I can really sit through things that are like, have gone way too far in something, or in fact, that's my jam. Things that go way too far, past the point of it being enjoyable or even understandable, but then sort of come back to a point. That's yeah. my favorite thing. So you do in genuinely enjoy a hate read. And I have to say, my one of my favorite things in the world is you hate reading things <laughs> and then telling me about them. But I can't do that. See, I see, I will hate re- read stuff. I will really suffer through a thing. Um, but other, but like not things that are just like bland. I can't sit through like How I Met Your Mother. Yeah. I got made to watch three episodes of that and I was almost crying by the end of it. I like begged my friends to turn it off. I that was is, like, I'm going to have to leave. It is grim. It's not as bad as Big Bang Theory, which is the end of civilization. It's like I'm wasting my... It's like I can literally watch minutes of my life peeling away and dissolving and I'm like, are you kidding? I've, got, I've lost that now. That's gone away. On the plus side, you've got a good imagination so you could just close your eyes and watch <laughs> something else on the inside of your eyelids, <laughs> which is what I do when I'm forced to do or watch things that I find boring. <laughs> I wonder if the angles thing, and they're, and they're like too much unsettled, like physically, is related to the fact that like sometimes when we move furniture around, I feel really bad. I feel really bad inside myself. Like 
when it, we lived in when I lived in Panama and I lived That's with the strangest sentence you've ever said. <laughs> lived with David and James and my boyfriend at the time. They moved the furniture around when I was out once, and it like was just so awful. I almost had a panic attack. I was like, it's all wrong. Like, it's not that it has to be one certain way, but it can't be this way. Do you you sound I mean? like Drusilla out of Buffy. <laughs> all wrong spike put, put it back it's all wrong where's my dolly you put that chair in the middle of the space <laughs> yeah I, I hear you i hear you i think the thing with juliet lewis is that i watched a lot of times as a teenager i watched from dusk till dawn uh strange days and californication i've never seen any she's in all of them and okay. she's a fucking badass in all of them okay so i think that just she can really do no wrong in my eyes from having been in them, really, no matter what she does after that. It's funny how you can feel so different about a person according to what you've watched them in. This is very true, and I think I sometimes forget that just because someone's played a role in a film, that doesn't mean that has any bearing on their <laughs> real-life personality. Anyway, uh, anyway, yeah, so, I think the start of this book... The, I'm, I'm going somewhere with this. Okay. The start of this book is like California, but I think Sinclair Smith got bored and just put on the end of a different book so it's a book of two halves okay one which starts out well and goes nowhere and the other one which is just boring stinky jobbies yeah (laughs) so anyway i was going along with this i'm trying to make this book a bit more interesting because it's quite boring so i did fantasy casting oh okay as if this was a film right there's only four characters easy so you need to have a mental image of this or google if you want so this book was out in 1996 so you need to picture these actors in 1996 as they were in 1996 and I will as I'm explaining the story I'll tell you who's who but here are the four actors that you should picture in your head Nicolas Cage Angelina Jolie Matt LeBlanc Jennifer Connelly wow okay I really feel like half of those people should not be anywhere near the other half of them but okay (laughs) that's what's in my head I don't think Nicolas Cage should be near any humans well this is the ideal role for him okay (laughs) I believe here we go oh I've read the first page for once. Have you seen, sorry, to, to again, let us not get into the book. Uh-huh. Um, there's a reason I'm avoiding it because I thought it was just so <laughs> tedious. But have it's you, more fun with my fantasy casting, I think. <laughs> have you ever seen that video when Nicolas Cage is on, like, Wogan? No. Like, so there was this, um, he was Irish, wasn't he? TV and radio presenter called Terry Wogan. so. In the UK, who was, like, really popular. He did, he did, like, um, the Eurovision narration every year and he would just get slowly more so drunk. He was so good at the Eurovision. He was so... <laughs> Right, <laughs> like he saw, he clearly loved it, but would also slag it off. Which I mean, that's our whole brand on this show, right? You yeah. can love something and also slag it off. But he was, he would slag it off the more drinks he had throughout yeah. the night. So you would never tell that he was drinking, apart from the comments got more bitchy. <laughs> um, but he also had like, um, like a chat show in the mid nineties, I think it was, like mid nineties, early two thousands on yeah. daytime telly. And Nick Cage comes on it one time, and you have never seen a man more on cocaine, like. He, he like comes onto the Is it more stage. than when Tom Cruise jumped on that couch? It mo- so much more. Firstly, he does a front flip. And he's also wearing like a jacket with, I think, no shirt under it. And he's just sweating. Like, he is the physical personification of cocaine. So you know how I was on saying... On Logan, who's like an old Irish man. You know how I was saying that you can't judge the characters that an actor plays and think that that's their real self. Every character he plays is him. Yeah, and it he's, on, like. he's only got a career because his uh, uncle is Francis Ford Coppola. You can't say that. Uh, yes, you can. I think he's... Nicholas Cage. He is deeply watchable. Oof. He carries basically every film he's in, for better or worse. <laughs> I mean, what would Face Off be if not for Nicolas Cage? Ugh. Come on. They probably would have CGI'd in another Travolta. <laughs> he is really good. I hate Travolta. He's so creepy. See, I can't believe you're saying that Travolta is more creepy than Nicolas Cage. Yeah, but Nicolas Cage knows he's creepy. John Travolta thinks he's a nice guy. <laughs> I don't know if this is true. Yeah, I do. Did Nicolas Cage, like, marry a 13-year-old as well? I'll look it no, up, don't we? I really feel like we're casting aspersions. That was a mere question. <laughs> Please don't sue us, Nicolas Cage. You've got a lot more money than we have. Anyway, imagine him in this book. All you'll get is Heather's very expensive sideboard. <laughs> and my kitchen, which is the most expensive thing I've ever bought, but you'll have to rip it out because <laughs> it's fitted. Okay, anyway, here's the book. Are you ready? Our main character is Tracy Jennifer Connolly. Okay. Are you picturing it? She's at a party dressed as a princess. Then we meet mean girl, Tina, who I haven't cast because she's only in it at the start. She's got violet eyes. No, she fucking hasn't. (laughs) Why? Because nobody has that. And she is, quote, dressed as a witch 
but certainly no ordinary witch. Here's what she looks like. She's got a black satin costume, a peaked hat with stars and glitter in her hair. Sounds exactly <laughs> like a basic witch. Could not get more basic a witch than that. Slightly more camp than usual with the glitter, maybe. Just if you were going to do like a pound shop witch costume, that's what you would have. <laughs> so I don't really know where she's going with that. Anyway, enter Travis Judd, a.k.a. Nicolas Cage. Okay. You see it? I'm with you. You're with it? Okay. Um, yes, also the characters are called Tracy, Tina and Travis. Yes, it is annoying and confusing. Okay. I don't know why. I'm going to say writer tip. Don't give your characters names that start with the same letter. It's really confusing. And have all the same vowels. Yes. Why have they done that? Oh. Why Sinclair? Maybe because she's called Sinclair Smith. She's like, matching letters is great. <laughs> and also that's not a real name, is it? So she just really does love them. Yeah. She's Donna, isn't she? I know. There's nothing wrong with the name Donna Smith. Anyway. So, Nicolas Cage is dressed, I'm just going to refer to them by their actor names, uh, he's, this is a, it's a metafiction film, Okay. all the characters have the names of the actors. So he's dressed as a bat, <laughs> and he's a weird goth boy that Tracy fancies, but she denies it, uh, which is exactly what I was like at high school. I also fancied the weird goth boy and denied it. Yeah. I'm, I'm starting to understand why you like this, uh, the start of this. Yeah. <laughs> just you can, it's just you in it. California, or even like picture natural born killers. No, I don't want to. Well, I okay. I know you don't want to because you're warm in my garden. Okay, so Tracy says, I'd die before I'd go out with Travis Judd. Now remember this because it's not important to the plot at all and it never c- comes up again. Okay, I'll but it's keep it right at the Suggested like it's really, really going to be an important point. See, I do that as well, and if you, if I say that I'm definitely never going to do a thing, within two years I will have done it, and it will be like my main thing as well. So you will be going out with Nicolas Cage by this time <laughs> next year. <laughs> so he overhears, he comes up behind her, Tracy puts her hand to her neck, there's blood, her throat had been slashed, oh my god! Bet it didn't. Um, anyway, it's a fake knife, because um, I guess Robot Stein wrote this? Mm. Uh, get used to these. Yeah, it's like the whole first bit of the book. Yeah. So some amount of years later, it's unspecified how many, uh, she sees Travis again in a diner. They flirt. We also meet uh, Tina Beston, who from this point is only ever referred to by her full name for some reason. <laughs> some people just need to be referred to by the full name. Tina Beston. <laughs> Heather Perry. Um, do you know what? That is funny that you say that. Here we go. I'm going to tell a little story about the goth boy that I fancied at school and denied fancying. So I'm not going to name him on the incredible off chance that he ever hear, he or anyone he knows ever hears this. But he was the goth boy. He had a ponytail. He wore black nail polish. Um, and we, I don't know, quite clearly fancied each other, but I don't know. We didn't ever go anywhere with it because I don't know I was too worried that people would think I was a weirdo and then a year later I became a massive weirdo anyway so it didn't really matter <laughs> but I met him years later when I was probably in my late 20s in a club and I was out with my friend and we saw him in the smoking area um, don't smoke it's very bad for you but we were there um, and he kept going Kirsty Logan it's Kirsty Logan and I was like yeah it, yeah that is my name and he and he kept saying to my friend do you know Kirsty Logan used to fancy me? And I was like, yeah, I know. Oh, God. I, I really did when I was 15, but I'm 29 now. And he, but he just kept referring, he didn't even seem that drunk, but he kept referring to me by my full name and kept telling everyone in the smoking area, this is Kirsty Logan and she used to fancy me. And I was just like, what? why are you doing? Maybe he was on a massive amount of drugs and I just couldn't tell. Maybe, yeah. But that was weird. Yeah. So I'm kind of also, also just picturing him, annoying. which is not that useful for anybody else. Why would he just be like that? Why? And I kept saying, like, you can just say Kirsty. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to be like, which Kirsty do you mean? Because you're looking at me as you talk to me. <laughs> anyway, so maybe that's why Tina Beston is referred to. Maybe he read this book and was like, oh, you should always refer to people by their full names. <laughs> anyway. We meet Tina Beston's boyfriend, Roger, and also Tracy's best friend, Layla Crandall. Remember both of them because they're not relevant to the story and they never come up again. Layla Crandall seems like she would be like maybe a mid-90s um, Kendall Jenner. Yes. Oh my God, an it girl. 90s <laughs> it girl. Um, Tracy's boyfriend, Kyle, Matt LeBlanc. Okay. Are you picturing? Yep. So Jennifer Connelly and Matt LeBlanc are like the nice couple. He comes in. 
he sees Tracy and Travis, or Jennifer and Nicholas Cage, flirting. <gasps> they get into a massive fist fight. Oh my god! Oh my god! Um. Anyway, it's fake. Oh yeah. Uh, I was like, I, I think that's what really pisses me off about these books. Like, you go one, you go fine, I'll kind of expect it. And then you're like, really though? Another one? Another, well, another get used one. to it, Heather. I'll get used to so it. so worn down by you're going to have books. such plot blue balls by the end of this. <laughs> God. Tracy is annoyed because her and Kyle always double date with Roger and Tina Beston. Which makes me think, is that her actual first name? You know, like Anne-Marie. Tina Beston. Tina Best, like Tina Beston-Jones. Tina Beston. I quite like Beston. Beston. Is a name. Maybe. <laughs> oh my God, what if her surname's like Stage? My brother Tina just... Tina Best on Stage. Oh my God. Oh, Best on Show. Yes. <laughs> do, you, do you know about the farmer who won the competition? Go on. He was outstanding in his field. Oh God. Ugh. <laughs> oh. I really you laughed. love my joke. I really laughed this morning because I saw um, some like uh, what's it called when you like catalogue old stuff. Archive. Archive. Some archive. Thank you. That was really good at this. That should really, be our new podcast. You could hear my brain t- turning <laughs> to try and come up with that. Um, some archive tweeted about Euclid, and the National Library of Scotland um, retweeted it and just put, "Here's looking at Euclid," and I laughed. I laughed. I physically laughed for like five minutes. And then I told my brother about it, because he also shares my sense of humour. And he told me that our dad used to work with someone called Euclid Paul. As in, no. first name Euclid, last name Paul. Not like a nickname. Like, his name was Euclid. Not like he's called Paul and he likes Euclid. Yeah. So they call him Euclid, Euclid, Euclid Paul. Paul. First name Euclid, last name Paul. Isn't that amazing? That's bold. I know. Great. I mean, I don't hate it. I know someone called Zebedee. That's cute. Well, is it? No, it isn't. It's fucking awful. It's cute for a dog, maybe. It's cute. It's cute. Don't know about for a human person. Baby child. Mm. I tweeted a joke a, a few years ago now, and I'm still mad that it didn't get more traction because I think it's hilarious, which is when I used to volunteer at Oxfam and I was shelving books, and there was a book that the author was three authors, and it was more Bacon and Neville. And then my comment was when Neville is making breakfast. That was good. I think it's funny. It is. Nobody else agreed with me that it was funny. I mean, it so. is funny. It's not amazingly funny, but it's... It's no, here's looking at Euclid. It's not worth a retweet. <laughs> Fine. This is why when people listen to the podcast, they're like, didn't know you could be funny. Because apparently 99.9% of the time, I am not funny. Anyway, uh, Kyle says, okay, let's not double date with Roger and Tina Beston. Let's double date with Travis and his girlfriend. Now her name is Christy, and she is Angelina Jolie. Yeah, she's some kind of babe. She's Angelina Jolie in Girl Interrupted. Oh my God, I, I, I think that was like one of my awakenings, you know? Well, are you ready for this? Hi, Christy, Tracy said. She tried not to stare, but it wasn't easy. For one thing, Christy was so tall. Tracy figured that she was probably about 5'10 or so. A lot of it was long legs. She had long black hair too. She wore a tight black spandex dress that showed off every curve. All the guys at the burger joint were looking at her. Yeah, I mean... So, Angelina Jolie, but like, do you remember when she was in the goth phase? I mean, she's kind of got a goth heart, I think, but when she was married to Billy Bob Thornton. Yeah. So she's like... Goth redneck. Goth redneck. So she's... Exactly. Exactly. So she looks like a goth redneck, but she acts like her role in Girl Interrupted. Yeah. She, like... Her in like the Gia phase, yeah, is the hottest human who's ever lived. But wasn't that ninety six? Oh, so that's the exact casting. Very much helped by the fact you see her completely naked in that film as well, and what being boobs? a lesbian. What boobs? I know, like just unbelievable. I know. Can we talk about Christy for a minute? Yeah, please do. So like, I mean, she does sound like a babe. She just sounds like a babe, like and a then they bonkers babe. They give her all these like weird personality traits, like she knows about cars, and like you see, she's not just a bimbo. The fact that she's really attractive, but the weirdest one is um is when she says this, "Oh Travis, get me some mints, would you? I just love mints," and I'm like, right. So we and just love sort of leaving notes. We just love this email. knowing look, like I just love mints. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I just don't know why point horror writers think that like really loving a really specific weird thing that no one has any feelings about is like a personality trait well can I just point out that we're now on season 7 of a point horror podcast (laughs) so let's not talk about (laughs) loving a random thing fair enough 
Because people in glass houses, Heather. I also just Our love, house is fully glass. Love leaving notes and email. Okay. And reading 90s horror books. And mints. And mints. So Tracy correctly concludes that Kyle basically just fancies Christy and that's why he wants to double date. But she doesn't really care because she fancies Travis. Have a four-way. Well, I feel like that's the plan. This is the immediate... It doesn't work. This is just the, like, solution. Just all fuck each other. So many things in life could be sorted out if we just did that. I mean, I don't really know if it solves anything. I think for a lot of people, particularly who are used to monogamy, I think fucking someone else, it's not going to get rid of it, Mm. you know? Like, if you like someone, then you don't stop liking them. You don't, like, fuck it away. Unless they're terrible, I guess. I'm sorry, do, do people have sex with people and then like them afterwards? What's this? <laughs> I remember seeing a girl when I was in my 20s. And we'd been on quite a few dates and hadn't slept together. And I was sort of like, what's that about then? Um, and she said, well, the thing is, I really like you. And if I didn't like you, we would have just had sex right away. And I was like, that doesn't make sense. Oh, my God. Why I... would you have sex with someone that you don't like? I had this with my um, my Canada boyfriend. For, like British people don't date Not I would really. say generally like you don't really do that and then he was like inviting me out for a coffee and things like I'm going to show you my photos of when I went to Ukraine and then um, we were oh, all that sounds boring <laughs> he was quite cool um, but like he took he like came around to my house one day and then he was like leaving and I was like what is going on I've seen you like four times like I've got friends I don't want more friends. And he was like, I was just getting to know you, man. And I, I was like, oh, God. Were you like, well, you can get to know my vagina. Yeah, like, you're not going to not it's know nice. me after we've had sex. You yeah, it's weird better. that, isn't it? Like, people who think that it spoils it. I don't know. I just, I don't think that's good. I feel like I tend to like people more after I have sex with them, or I wouldn't have had sex with them in the first place. Yeah. Because my vagina is a sacred cave, Heather. Well, you know what the actual story was? Okay. He still lived with his mum. Oh, no. Yeah. So it was a fib even. Well, I no, I think it was, but I just think he How old was he? Twenty-one and start a curfew? Oh bless. I don't know. Oh. Can't remember now. It was awful anyway. So anyway, they go on the date, and this is when it gets more California, I'm gonna say. California with a K. So they are all driving in Travis's car and they stop at a remote gas station petrol station um christy is like a psychotic idiot child character which i feel like is weirdly common in films directed by men that you get this uh, almost like a harley quinn in suicide squad i know her character in the comics is very different but Mm -hmm. like in suicide squad where she's like sort of insane and a child but sexy Mm. you know yeah i don't it's gross i hate it is there a word for that kind of character like a She's, like, not a manic pixie dream girl. No, because she's not got that much intelligence or agency. Yeah, she's just, like, a, a crazy, sexy child. Yeah. Oh, God, I mean, that's not... That's, that's just... what I'm going to call it. Crazy, sexy baby. Okay, that's, that's good. I've named it there. So if someone wants to pick that up and do a really smart video essay about it, please do, because I'm not going to. I was just going to say, oh, KSB. K. K? <laughs> that's full 90s. <laughs> Spelling crazy with a K. So crazy, she's a crazy, sexy baby. Um, as Heather said, Heather. Heather, as I said. As Heather says, she wants mints. Um, she also says the following. She's got a computer science scholarship, but she also works at a daycare center, but she's also interested in medicine. Tracy is suspicious because all of this doesn't add up and Christy sort of doesn't want to talk about any of it anyway really really remember this characterization of Christy because it's not important to the story at all and it never comes <laughs> yeah, up again I'll keep it right here <laughs> keep are you keeping all this in your head because I was head. when I was reading <laughs> being like this is all going to be relevant it's when you go through your notes and you just delete half the like, page don't because you're this, like no don't we didn't need any of yeah. that if I delete everything that's not relevant it will just be me staring at the fluffy microphone <laughs> <laughs> so, Travis steals from the gas station, and then the owner comes out and yells and waves a mop at them, at which point I was like, this is a Robot Stein book. <laughs> a scary cleaning implement. He likes a weird mop moment. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't That's he? That's so funny. We've got like a bay, big bay window in my living room. And uh, when my pal Jenny came around to help me decorate, because I've got no style and don't know anything, she was like, oh, you want to think of it as like moments? Like, what do you want to sit in the window? And I was like, oh, you know, I want to have somewhere we can maybe sit and eat a breakfast or like have an afternoon like cinnamon bun and a coffee and she was like good we'll put two chairs in here and a little table so now we always go do you want to go and have a window moment 
That's cute, a moment. Now do you want to have a scary mop moment? Yeah. <laughs> I started referring to, like, I like to make little displays of objets around the room. <laughs> and I sort of, I think I was joking. I started calling them vignettes. <laughs> But now that's what they're called. <laughs> vignette. Like, if Annie buys anything, like if she's like, I bought some new coffee and some oranges, should we make a vignette? <laughs> Lots of vignettes. You guys in our are house. such lesbians. <laughs> do you know I what I mean? Some, some lesbians are more lesbian than others. Well, do you know what? We don't have any bees or Katie Lang albums, so we're not <laughs> no, the that's, full 100%. See, that's the David lesbian okay. type. <laughs> There's a lot of varieties of lesbian. We're more like the South Side Arty Hipster lesbian, where you've got all your Valspar. Shades of blue and grey on like, the walls. David's much more a beekeeping, uh, hands in the soil lesbian. Yeah, like he would live in a commune. <laughs> the other day he was like at Do the like library. Do like daily affirmations. <laughs> he was at the library garden, like helping put like a new uh, set of stone steps in there. And I was going somewhere and I just like went and said hello on my way. And I could tell that the woman there was like shocked that I was a woman. You look so female. You look. Can this be? It, Really? Are you friends? What's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Like, I, I, I get a lot of people saying that if they're a same-sex couple, then people are surprised or taken aback. And I have to say, my wife and I have been married and also gone to talk to fertility people. And at no point has anyone been surprised or expressed <laughs> any kind of comment about the fact that we're both women I have to say everyone's been like really chill and cool but I think Amazing. that's funny that people are like <laughs> the opposite with you guys <laughs> you know, like, they're like straight surprised <laughs> if, I, I have to out myself as in a relationship with a man most of the time yeah like I yes. do know lots of people that you can see in their eyes that when you say my boyfriend they're going oh hang on a minute really <laughs> me too look at your undercut again and <laughs> like, <laughs> you sure okay Anyway, back to the car. The, the man comes out of the thing, he's waving them off at them, he sort of talks in a racist accent, which I'm not going to do. <laughs> and then um, they, Travis, like, scoots away in his car. Scoots is the wrong word. Zooms? I like scoot, though. He's beep, beep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming. In his little noddy car. <laughs> boop, boop. So Travis scoots away in his car. Oh, my God, there are gunshots, and Travis slumps over the wheel. Oh, my God. <gasps> anyway, it's a tape cassette of gunshot sounds well he just had it in the car this uh, this made you really angry it. he just has it in the car and he just it was just at the right it's minute. like that mia song it's like the most yeah <laughs> i just had that mia 20 years before it was recorded yeah it was so ridiculous and there's no like what sorry sorry so he had the tape and it was in there and he had it just at the he right was time prepared. this was his plan that is the stupidest explanation for anything that we've ever had i well, think it was a tape. eat it up because that's what's in this book god <laughs> So then, we're still in California territory at this point because they go to a dive bar called Stagger Inn. That, yeah, fair which enough. surely is playing Nick Cave. Yeah. It must be. There's a there's a pub in Sheffield called the Stumble Inn. Good. I quite like that. I'm sure there's one in every city. Stagger Inn is, I just think it's quite good. Um, Tracy wants cocoa because she's nine. <laughs> um, but they don't serve cocoa. What? Anyway, she has a coffee instead. Travis and Kyle go and play pool but then they get into a fight Travis stabs Kyle in the hand oh my god anyway it's a fake knife you sick of this yet <laughs> yes yep I think that's the last one thankfully oh no actually there's a couple more <laughs> <laughs> so then they leave the bar it starts to snow they go to an abandoned hotel and they break in and here is what the hotel <clears throat> looks like Huge ornate draperies still hung from some of the windows. Faded wallpaper was covered with images of hunting and fishing. The Victorian-looking couches with tables in front of them stood ready and waiting for guests and conversation. At one end of the room there was a panelled wall with built-in bookshelves. Now, the interesting thing, I'm saying interesting, yeah. with reservations, is that that panelled wall actually hides a secret bar, like a secret speakeasy bar, yeah, which is like internal which in I like room, which I like that's the good bit of the book it doesn't go anywhere no make note of it because it's not relevant to the story and never comes up again yeah so but it's good if only you'd done something with it Sinclair <laughs> um, so they tell the story of some murders that happened here we're still firmly in California territory at this point it turns out that the guests were all either strangled or stabbed with scissors so I guess Sinclair couldn't make up her mind which one it should be oh I don't know why why have you got both there pick one or the other it's a lot less scary when it's 
too. Yeah, yeah. You know? That would have been, a good editor would have just been like, don't do that. So this for me is the turning point of the book. This is when Sinclair gave up and was like, I don't know where I'm going with this. I'm just going to write actually a different book mm-hmm. and hope nobody notices. I noticed Sinclair. I was still into the book at this point because I really thought it's almost like a David Lynch or like a Nick Cave music video. Mm-hmm. I was like, something really weird's going to happen. It's going to get like really dark, like California. Um, but no, here's what happens. Travis admits that Christy is actually his cousin. And this whole thing was just a prank to get back at Tracy. It's and good then, to use women to just seek your revenge on other women. It's also, I don't really understand why she acted like a crazy sexy baby then. Yeah. But, all right then. Um, and then he disappears. And then we just have a series of really stupid things, like <laughs> there are these random screams, some footsteps appear, there are some bloody scissors on the table, and the words, you're all dead, appear in blood on the wall. And then, Heather, there's a possum. Oh, that is the scariest bit, because they will scratch her face off. Well, they don't scratch anybody. It oh, doesn't scratch okay. anybody's face, it's just there. <laughs> so they basically give up on Travis, and they go to drive away, um, but then the actual only interesting character, being Christy, who I hope we're still picturing as goth, Angelina Jolie. This is what happens. Christy fiddled around in the engine. After a moment, she nodded. Just as I figured, the distributor cap has been unscrewed. Then she (laughs) held up the cap. Here's what's wrong, she said. No rotor. What's that? Tracy asked. The rotor is a little plastic piece inside the the distributor cap. It goes around like a dial. Without it, the spark plugs don't get any juice. You see, Christy went on. Simply by removing the distributor cap, you'd have the same results, but it would have been obvious as soon as somebody looked in. Removing the rotor accomplishes the same thing, but not so obviously. Mm. Um, now remember the fact that Christy knows about cars because it's not relevant to the story <laughs> and never comes up again. It's the, it's relevant to know, let us know that um, women aren't just beautiful. Yeah, I guess she's basically the precursor to Megan Fox in Transformers. Oh, God, she's yeah. hot, but she knows about cars. But um, when, despite her being like an incredible pilot as well, when she is hanging from a tree by her parachute, she won't be able to get out. What are you talking about? Is that the same film? I haven't seen Transformers. Oh. I tell you what I have seen. The Lindsay Ellis YouTube video series about Transformers, which is amazing. I Maybe I'm talking about the wrong thing. I saw a film. My ex forced me to go and see a film in the cinema that had Megan Fox in it, and she was supposed to be some sort of mad pilot. And the very beginning was a bland, blandly attractive American man having to cut her out of a tree, because despite being, like, the world's best pilot or whatever it is, she couldn't... She didn't have a knife on her to cut the strings. That, like, I feel like that was the same film, but it could have just been another Michael Bay movie uh, where that was awful. Who can tell? Who can tell? I remember I was banging for a while this very beautiful little Kirk Bane-looking pixie boy, um, but he made me watch Transformers, and that was the point that I was like, this is not going to work. Mm. Sorry. My ex made me go and see Battle L.A., Oh, God. Which is possibly the most obvious marine recruitment film I've ever seen in my entire life. No. And really made me hate Aaron, Aaron Eckhart, who I'd previously really liked from his role in Aaron Brickovich. Oh, well. Which is a great film. Sometimes these little things we should have known. Yeah. Anyway. So, we're nearly at the end. Sinclair's given up at this point, but we're going to stick with it because we hate ourselves. So they go inside and they split up because they're idiots and they've never seen a horror film, I guess. Tracy gets stuck in a stinky closet. See, it is robot time. He ghost wrote this. Calling it right no. now. Anyway, the reason that this closet is stinky is there's a dead body in it. Oh, well, that will do it. Yeah. Which doesn't make sense unless we're supposed to think... Because the body, as it turns out, has been in there for not very long. Mm. So unless it's the body pooped. Or it was already dead long before it went in there, but that's well, also not the case. that's not what happens. Yeah. Anyway. It doesn't make sense. Um, anyway, she finally finds Chris... It's a long time for her to escape from the stinky closet. I'm not <laughs> going to go blow by blow or stink by stink. So she finally <laughs> finds Christy, Travis and Kyle all tied to chairs. A new character has entered. The baddie. 
laughing Bill. It's weird that they call him the baddie straight up because like you can just tell can't you when a character's called the baddie. I forgot to cast laughing Bill because I was bored at this point but let's say he's Quentin Tarantino. No of course yeah and, and he'll for some reason invent a reason invent a reason invent a scene in which he can suck someone's toes. So yeah Christy's barefoot I guess <laughs> for really no reason. Um, so she can't run away in the snow let's say. So laughing Bill picture Quentin Tarantino picture Angelina Jolie Matt LeBlanc and Nicholas Cage all tied about to chairs. Yeah, of course he's there. <laughs> well, I needed a sort of like bland, nice boy. Yeah. So you could have also <laughs> would have also accepted David Boreanaz. Oh yeah, no, he's better. Let's okay. have him. He's not a vampire though. Okay. Okay, David Boreanaz. So, laughing Bill Quentin has just escaped from prison. Here's what happens: he eats crisps aggressively at them. Um, then he dances aggressively at them, and then he cuts off his hair aggressively at them. I hate it when people aggressively cut their own hair at me. I think it's the crisps that offends me the most. <laughs> he says that he's going to take Jennifer Connolly on the run with him to Canada. So he takes her outside. You would. <laughs> you would. They get in the car. I would rather she came willingly, to be honest. <laughs> willingly or not at all. They get in the car, and then she jumps out into the snow, Travis, Nicholas Cage, hits Quentin Tarantino with a spade. Uh, we're still not at the end. They all end up back inside, and then Bill is strangled by a ghost. I hate when that happens. So, all the stuff, like the writing and the footsteps, was actually a ghost. So... I don't really know what the stabby scissors was unless somebody designed the cover halfway through Sinclair writing the book and she was like, fuck, I need to get some scissors in here now. Yeah, well, I'm going to say there were some scissors, but they weren't relevant, really. No, because the ghost strangles laughing Quentin. Maybe that is right. Maybe maybe they commissioned the cover when she'd not finished the book. And she was like, I'm not going to fully go back and rewrite it. I'll just add it in (laughs) because I'm low on my word count anyway. So can I just ask? What was Travis's plan? Did he know that Laughing Quentin Tarantino was there? Because it doesn't seem like it. The parts don't go together. Yeah, it was all just a massive coincidence that he's like, I'm going to take you to this abandoned hotel to scare you. And it just so happens that there's an escaped convict who's just murdered his pal. It just happens to be there. Well, Kirsty, he just so happened to have a tape of MIA wound back to the right bit well, 20 years before. He, it, was. it was part of his prank plan. <laughs> There's a lot of unexplained in this book. And not in a good way. No. It's like she was so lusting after uh, Christy <laughs> when she was writing her that she forgot all about <laughs> the rest of it. She forgot about what was meant to be happening. She just, she's seen it more as a character piece. <laughs> I would read a book about Christy. Not this book. A different book where Christy is Angelina Jolie. Maybe she goes on the run with Juliette Lewis. Oh, yeah, okay. I would, I want would that. probably watch that. I want like a version of California where they're a couple in 1996 I'll I'll accept that if Juliette Lewis can just tone it down a bit I mean I feel like she'll be overshadowed by Angelina Jolie because she basically overshadows everyone she's on screen with but I feel like they'll tone each other up oh maybe (laughs) and it'll be too much sometimes I like that (laughs) I think that's why I love Face Off so much because they just turned up to like 45 because yeah because John Travolta was like I'm gonna play this chill and then he saw Nicolas Cage and was like fuck so then he turned up so Nicolas Cage was like well I better turn it up so they both (laughs) went 110%. 110%. Do you know what? I always confuse Face Off with um, the Jean-Claude Van Damme movie Sudden Death because both of them are hockey terms and being a massive hockey family we must have watched them when I was a kid Oh. because we also watched Slapshot. We basically watched any film that had any hockey term in it. I've literally never seen a hockey film in my entire life. Well, I was going to say, you've seen game. Face Off but it's not a hockey, it's not a hockey film. <laughs> Sudden Death is. Okay. He plays a hockey goalie in it at some point. I don't know if I've seen any sports ball. Well, that's a sports puck film, isn't it? Well, you've got next week's book to look forward to, so... Great. I... Oh, anyway, let's not go into Love that yet. Love a sports ball story. Anyway, my conclusion is just... Was this all just a massive coincidence, then? <laughs> Sinclair. Love. I really like sometimes what you do. Sometimes you do give us fun stories. The waitress was fun. Trixie and the eggy mess, I'll remember forever. But... Be honest... Did you just write two separate stories and put them together? Oh, you're just not a very good writer. Can I borrow the book? Yeah. There is one bit you that I think is... hit me. Oh, my God. Oh, I one don't bit. want it. There's one bit that I... <laughs> if anyone heard, like, a real weird sound then, <clears throat> that was us 
passing the book to each other right next to the microphone. Because <laughs> we're getting old now and we have to make noises when we move. I thought this bit was good. <clears throat> when they're up, it's actually just after the page where scissors were mentioned. So some, okay. some people in the hotel are stabbed with scissors. Yeah, right? but like it's not relevant to the rest of the story. No, it's not right. Um, so this is when they're in the bar and this is when they're talking about what happened to all the guests. <clears throat> Travis leaned across the bar. Well, the story goes that people thought the killer haunted the place. Guests claimed they saw a ghost walking the walls, carrying a pair of scissors. Scissors. Some woke up screaming and choking. They said they felt invisible hands at their throats. Plus, bloodstains appeared on the walls in their rooms and couldn't be washed away. Mm. The management tried to paint over them in paper, but nothing worked. The bloodstains kept disappearing and reappearing by themselves. And I was like, oh my god, we're going to go into like a full shining mode. That would be good. Uh, and then we didn't. But we didn't. So, again, there's lots of good bits in this they just don't go anywhere yeah I but really like the thought of this like them going on this insane road trip when like you've got the sort of boring nice couple and then the like crazy sexy baby couple like <laughs> I'm into that but it wasn't that no I did I loved the saying but then not a lot doesn't go anywhere yeah. like what's the point of the fact that it's snowy is it just it's harder to run away which is a shame, like, an abandoned hotel in the snow. Come on, that's amazing. That is such a... One, it's a very Stephen King. Yes. But two, it's like, I, I also could could really imagine it, I think, because of living in Canada and, like, going up to, like, ski resorts that were, like, old and run down and stuff. Do you know what I mean? Because I couldn't afford to... And that little, like, <laughs> internal speakeasy room. Mm, so good. So it's cool. It's just such a shame. Mentioning snow and things that aren't good. Um, so when they're, when they're, like, getting their story straight about him kidnapping her, <laughs> this happens. <clears throat> so just so that we have our story straight, remember that your mum died when you were a baby, crazy sexy baby, and you've been raised by your adoring dad. Your name is Mary, and our last name is, hmm, let's see, Bill put her fingers to his chin. Snow! <laughs> Why can't you just have the same name? <laughs> just, yeah, any name. Why have you got to mention the thing that's like completely around you? I know, I wonder if that's just been popularised by um, the usual suspects. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Or there was a like trope previously, but it was just so shit. It was like, oh come on, snow, snow. Try harder. <laughs> Although we do know someone with the surname Snow. It is a name, and also John Snow. Yeah, both. I think the it's TV cool. reporter. I just really feel like my life would be so much cooler if my surname was Snow. Kirsty Snow. It's cool, isn't it? No, I like it. <laughs> Maybe not Kirsty. It needs to be something classier, like Camilla Snow. Camilla Snow. That's cool. Come on. It sounds like a Jilly Cooper-esque writer. Well, that's the life I want. Don't take it away from me. <laughs> Why deny me all my joy, Heather? <laughs> See, I had, um, I came up with a fake name if I were ever going to write anything like that. And it would be Madeleine Beauchamp. <sighs> that's nice. Isn't You've it? got to eat bonbons while you write. <laughs> Do we have any 90s stuff, apart from my casting? Oh, I didn't really feel I it was think. very 90s. Or American things, or fashion things or quiz subtext apart from that we all fancy Christy <laughs> yeah I mean I, her, she was interesting as a character and I really what got me through this book <laughs> you know and I was reading very let's say briefly um, is the idea of them like actually having a foursome because Matt LeBlanc Nicholas Cage <laughs> hey, you knew they weren't going to have a foursome it's but, a point of horror wouldn't that just be much better I don't know if I want to see Matt LeBlanc and Nicholas Cage fuck I don't part think you, I want to see that. Part of you Gen- does. Jennifer Connelly and Angelina Jolie, yes. yes. And then in the in the corner, if they Nicholas, must, Nicholas Cage. They can just and David Boreanaz. They can watch and have a wank. I don't want to be involved. <laughs> I That's would. It. My God. I feel like that, any sexual encounter with a man, I'm like, you can watch. That's it. <laughs> you can don't be in the corner making a mess. <laughs> And if then you can clean t- it up after. Kirsty, if that sex tape came out, you would click on it in a heartbeat. No, I don't click on celebrity sex tapes. Do you remember when... No, I don't either, but you when would. When Jennifer Lawrence nude pictures came out, I didn't look at them. Because I was like, she doesn't want people to look at them. Yeah, That's I rude. Com- completely agree with you and do not look at these things. But you would click on that one. No, I would If it was Nick Cage no, and I Matt LeBlanc, please, you would. <laughs> Maybe just out of curiosity. Everyone would click on the Nick Cage one because they would all believe that he put it out there himself. And that he would do something fully wild. Mad. Some like, weird rolling eyes <laughs> in it. Windmilling and, cr- and like, oh. I anyway. what his cum face is like. Oh. Actually, I don't want to know. His normal face is a cum face. It's, just, it's <laughs> true, actually. Every gif of Strange him is a cum man. face. 
What a strange man. I mean, he makes it work for him. I insist. I would rather watch him than someone boring. I insist that all listeners Google Nicolas Cage, Terry Wogan now. Because honestly, it's an experience. Let's put it on our social media. Okay. Uh, too stupid to love heroin. Yeah, she's just useless. Yeah, she's useless, just I suppose, absolutely useless. There's so many points that she could have just noped out, and she just didn't. Noped out. Yeah. <laughs> like that retreating octopus. Nope. Nope. <laughs> or retreating to the hedge. I don't think <laughs> any of them are particularly switched on, apart from Christy, of course. Of course, Christy the babe. So sexy sociopath bad boy. I feel like they wanted to be Travis, but really it's Christy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Accurate. Uh, Death Toll is Bill, Mm -hmm. Quentin Tarantino. Uh, He's the only one. Good. This is really, this really could be. Oh my god, Annie brought us coffees, look! Yay! Yay! If you're a first time listener, Annie, Annie, you've got to push the gate really hard with your bum. There you go. Harder. Harder! I could get up. Shall I get up? No, it'll open. The big men open it. (laughs) (laughs) Boy! I'll yeah, you try opening it. So Annie, oh. Annie is my wife, and she has gone to the coffee shop and brought us coffees. Thanks, Annie. And I got your brownie just in case you wanted one today. Oh, that's her shouting over that she got us a brownie also. Yours is white chocolate and raspberry. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thanks, Annie. <laughs> I got biscuit vegan brownie. You know, we could like be professional and like pause this and come back in no we're not going to no I I feel like that's not what people want from us what I'm going to do is balance two coffees on my laptop and shimmy back over to where I sit (laughs) (laughs) so we were just on is it good though uh, no. no, it's absolutely terrible. No, one, no, it could have been. No, it's good, bad. Yeah, it's okay. not good. I'm sorry, one for good. Okay, fair. Although I did like the first half. And also think about what we've got to do next week. No, oh, God. Let's say two. All right, two. Good, bad. I'm gonna give it five. It's fucking <laughs> ludicrous. I wouldn't give it a five. I give it a four. Okay, but... so it gets four and a half for okay. good, bad. Um, and next week. So I'm gonna say, don't bother reading this one, guys. Just, just picture my fantasy casting in your head and just make up your own story instead. Yeah, agreed. Uh, next week. Definitely to, don't read next week's. To which... our sadness, <laughs> we are doing The Phantom by Barbara Steiner. Um, I'm, I'm so upset. I'm not happy about it. I'm so upset. But I do have a theory about it. I'm really looking forward to that. So I'll tell you about the theory and maybe that will make it less terrible. Okay. So if you're doing read-along, it's The Phantom by Barbara Steiner, who did The Mummy, which we loved. Yeah, I know. It's such a you calm down. get right every time. It's such a calm down. Anyway, until then, you can find us on Twitter at TeenageScream underscore and on Instagram at TeenageScreamPod. And if you want to become a patron, you can do so at patreon.com slash TeenageScreamPodcast, where for, I think it's $5 a month, um, which helps us stay in brownies and coffee <laughs> in the freezing cold, um, we, what do we do? We send you a pin badge and you get a free episode every month. Every single month, even when we're on hiatus. Yes. And we will see you next week. Oh my god, that means we're going to have to sit in January out here. I know, we're going to be so cold. I've got sleeping bags. Oh my god. (laughs) Bye. Bye.